Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Diane, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I am so excited to talk about Succeed Without Selling. But before we talk about the book, I want the audience to get to know you. So can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. And thanks, Jody, for having me on. Uh, so I'm a business advisor and trainer. I spend most of my time helping small business owners make decisions, strategize, you know, do uh, those things in their business that will get them to their goals and to greater happiness. And I also train people in all sizes and sorts of businesses around sales, leadership, customer service, those sorts of things. So tell me, you know, what was the driving factor for you to to write your book? Why did you say yes? Because I know as an author, it takes a lot of time, energy, and effort. So tell us a little bit about that. What drove me to write the book was watching small business owners and salespeople engage in behaviors that were not getting them the sales that they were looking for. And it was frustrating for me uh, to watch that. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take everything that I know about sales. I'm going to put it all in one book and get it out there as much as I possibly can. So people realize there, there's just a better way of getting this done, of, of engaging and getting results. So what were some of those um, things that they were doing that were frustrating you, that you you saw that they weren't you know, actually resulting in the sales that they should be having? So one of the things was, um, and they're still doing it, uh, going to networking events, looking for customers, looking for clients. So walking in, talking way too much about their business, looking for, you know, thinking that the reason that they're there is to actually get a client, which just isn't true. And, um, and so communicating in a way that wasn't connecting with people. So they weren't even getting that thing they were looking for, and they were missing out on some really great relationships. So th that's one. A second one is the way they were, they're prospecting. They're reaching out to people, assuming those people need what they have to offer and and going in with their pitch right away before they've ever really met them, gotten to know them, have any idea. And they're not doing their research. They're just not doing enough research to really identify who's a good re who's a good potential prospect. And then when they're in the sales conversation, they're not asking enough questions. And certain questions that they're asking, like the budget question, when they don't get an answer, they're not leaning in and and pushing a little harder to really find out everything they need to find out in order to identify, can I help them? Do I want to help them? Two very important, equally important questions. Those are just some. Do you think that there is a persona of selling that's out there that is causing some of these issues? Oh, Definitely. I think salespeople have been trained and are still being trained to behave this way. I don't know why, because it really doesn't work. But seriously, and if they looked at their results from this, they would realize that this isn't working. But you can go all the way back to before the internet, 
one of the things, you know, the ABCs of sales is always be closing. No, it doesn't work, right? Because if you're always closing, then you're looking at everyone as a potential client and you are totally in sales mode. We were taught things that just don't make sense and they don't make sense more now because of the internet, because people are better educated. So I like to say, always be curious because it gets you out of sales mode. You're just in discovery mode all, all the time with everyone you meet in every situation. That is so much better and easier, more natural. I love the word curiosity. I feel like we talked about that on your podcast too <laughs> and, and how it really does help you understand either your client or, you know, as a recruiter, you know, they call, they tell us always be closing as well. And I always coach my recruiters on, it's not really always be closing. It's always thinking about the person's career wound or the reason why they're looking and reminding them over and over again about that. So it's in their head so that they're, you know, thinking about this opportunity in the best way. So I think that always be closing could work if you talk about it in the right way. It, I think it needs to be changed, right? It can't be always be yeah. closing. Maybe it's always be curious and we yep. can still use the ABC <laughs> method. But I think there is something about always bringing it back to the how you can solve that problem for that client or that candidate. But it's not always thinking about how can I get that contract signed? Yes. Exactly. That's exactly right. And the truth is that you don't know whether you can help them until you've had a really deep conversation with them, until you've been really curious and asked a lot of questions, not only about the situation, but about them, how they decision make, right? How they problem solve. There's so many other things that you need to know. I think we get stuck in this, you know, we're taught that if if they meet a certain persona, you know, the, this avatar, then it's up to us to convince them that they can't live without whatever we have to sell. Well, convincing is not a sales tactic. It doesn't work. People don't like it. It, 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 people, you can't, my viewpoint is that you can't really sell anything. People will buy from you when they need what you have to offer and they trust you to give them the best solution. And your job is just to know enough about them so that if there is that connection, you can explain how you see that connection. And then closing, you know, closing happens naturally. It doesn't happen at the end. It's been happening through the entire process. So it's easier. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Now, um, it was interesting. We had just posted something about we're doing a new book called Talent Impact, and it's all about training and development. And somehow a conversation through the thread was on sales training and on, is there really a need for a sales degree in, in colleges and universities? And so one person, you know, was kind of talking about that it's a, a skill set you can't learn. You 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 just have it. Um, someone else was talking about how yes, it is important to have a sales degree. And I I've been a sales recruiter pretty much my whole career, so I have an opinion on this. My opinion is that if you want to be in sales and you have, I would have a degree in my industry and a minor in sales because it's so important to understand your industry. But it's so hard for a college student to even know 
what industry they want to sell in. So, you know, I think there is a a need there, but I would love your feedback. Like, what do you think about sales training, sales degrees? What do we need in the world to make sure we're hiring or we're, we're creating better salespeople in this world? I think the people who teach, I'm all for, I agree with you. I'd like the idea of a minor in, in selling. Um, I think that in order for people to get a sales degree that is meaningful, the people teaching the course have to have been salespeople and understand what it really actually takes in this day and age to be a successful salesperson. So I say that and then I realize, you know, I don't really think you necessarily need a degree. I think we need to embrace the idea that focusing on selling doesn't work. Like, I think anybody can be a good salesperson. As a matter of fact, I think the people who dislike the whole idea of selling are the best salespeople because what they're saying is, I don't want to do it that way. Great. Don't. Doesn't work. Don't. Right. I love that. That's great. Now let's talk about what actually, because there are things you have to do. I mean, there's absolutely activities that you have to engage in. It's really around how do you do that? So I I would be nervous about universities creating the same sorts of sales programs that we've been experiencing for the past 50, 60 years. I can understand that. And I, I also have that same type of feeling with some, you know, various industries that, you know, are degree focused because yeah, it's amazing um, the not what universities are telling students and what the real world is actually about. Um, right. So, so I think there is definitely something there about making sure it's connected to to knowledge, knowledgeable resources um, who could really talk about success. And I think there's different sales practices and processes for different industries. So they really need to understand that industry, real estate sales and manufacturing sales are completely different, completely different. That's exactly right. And you know what else? If you make it a degreed um, career, you're going to miss out on all those people who, who can't go to college or, you know, can't afford it, don't want to whatever. And a lot of times they're the best salespeople. You know, they're, they're just bootstrapping, experience driven. So I'm not sure I really care for that idea. I think we're going to miss out on people who are really naturally gifted at relationship building. I can understand that too. Yes. So with your book, what, you know, you talked about how, you know, you had this frustration, you wanted to help. What are like maybe the first two steps uh, organization can be doing to make sure that they're putting, you know, their best foot forward with selling? Well, the first thing, and it's a big one, is they have to change their mindset. They, they have to be consistently, intentionally aware that, that they are not in sales mode that they are not in sales brain and that it's a whole mindset shift. They, it, it's an odd thing to say. It's sort of counterintuitive, but you have to let go of the whole idea of selling. So that's the first one. And it's tough. I mean, you have to every day be reminding yourself of that. The second thing is that, I mean, if there were two, 
um, they have to identify what they really need and want to know, not only about prospects, but about potential referral partners, you know, the, the people out there in their community, who they're networking with, where they're going to go, all of those things. <clears throat> and they have to, because if you know what you want to know, and it isn't totally tied to what you sell, then when you are out engaging with people, you're going to be so much more comfortable and relaxed, so much more natural and in your element, that that's what people are going to be attracted to. They're going to want to be around you because you are being you, you're being genuine, you're not focused so much on this result that you feel like you have to get. So I, I would say, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things you have to do, but those are probably the two biggies. So what I'm hearing is getting your mindset clear so that you can then identify some key areas that you should be curious about or focused on so that when you go places, hopefully you're attracting those people or you're asking the right questions to be able to then identify kind of qualifying the lead if if this is a route you should be going. So it could be qualifying that what you think you believe as your avatar is confirming that, or it's, you know, telling you it's false. So, so it's really just kind of making sure that you're in the right headspace to be able to do that. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Diane, I could talk about this all day. I love (laughs) sales. I don't like doing sales, but I love talk. I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been a sales recruiter. So maybe I'm a great salesperson, right, Diane? Right. I don't like selling, but if someone wants to connect with you after this, or buy your book, um, how can they do that? You know, probably the easiest way is for them to go to my website, helbigenterprises.com, because everything is on there and every opportunity to connect with me. And they can get a free chapter. Uh, it might even be a couple chapters of the book that they can download from there so they can get a feel for it before they buy it. I love that. That's a great way to get someone to see, is this a book for you? Give them a, give them a taste and then they'll want the rest. Awesome. Well, Diane, thank you so much for being a part of the book smarts business podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jody. Thanks for listening to the book smarts business podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, if you're interested in learning more about possibly becoming an author yourself, please visit overnightauthor.com for more information. Until next time.